You're now tuned into the Morning Star Show with Super Size 75. <laughs> hey, don't shoot the messenger. Hey, hey, you are now tuned in to the Morning Star Show featuring your gracious and humble host, Super Slide 75. Shout out to Round the Boards, our producer, Cindy Ashby. You can find us on www.onthewakeupradio.com. We are on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play for those that missed the uh, show and want to catch the repeats. Um, you can find me on uh, mainly on YouTube uh, under SuperSlide75. I also got mer- also merchandise. You can go to teespring.com forward slash SuperSlide75. That is teespring.com forward slash SuperSlide75. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this real quick. Um, I know I'm kind of late with this with this news, but the whole uh, Stormy Daniels versus Trump thing um i may get into the, the back story with these part of this whole system to uh to go after trump now we all know trump's been pretty much been putting foot to ass with these pedophiles and now of course you're not seeing it in the mainstream news and case in point um the whole uh allison mack the sex trafficking uh issues that they're those crimes that they've been charged with now in the media it was saying that she was charged with sex crimes, but the paperwork actually says sex crimes against children. So they purposely are leaving out the children part of the paperwork because they know how rampant this thing is and how up, the, up far up the chain this goes. Now, you're going to ask me, well, how is it tied to Stormy Daniels? Well, I'll tell you exactly how Stormy Daniels ties into this. Stormy Daniels actually was recruited by this group, the Nexium group, back in 2010. And she actually has the brand with all the victims that were branded with uh, the KR, the KRXVM brand tattoo or the branding on their pelvic area. There are pictures of Stormy Daniels where she has the brand near her pelvic area. And it's been covered up with tattoos, but you can clearly see the KR brand. Now, the whole Stormy Daniels is basically propped her up, sent her in here to, to go against Trump. Now, this is how devious this, this pedophile ring is. They basically sent this woman to accuse Trump of sexual misconduct. Now, you're talking about an affair this man had with a woman 20 years ago. This should not even be news, right? But just it just goes to show, you know, he's beating the, the grass and the snakes are coming out. And you see how bothered they have become because of Trump and his uh, military tribunal executive order he signed. So that basically is why you were seeing Stormy Daniels all over the news and why she's coming after Trump. It's not even her going after Trump so much. It's She's being sent out basically to, to drum up support uh, against him. They're looking for anything at this point to get rid of Trump. Listen, folks, it's not going to happen. There's no impeachment. They're not going to impeach him. Impeach him of what? What crimes has he broken? You know, what, char- what charges, you know, all the whole Mike Mueller... 
and not his business partners being um, making agreements. It, listen, it's not going to happen. Uh, Trump has too many people backing him, and there's a lot of people that actually want to see this this whole sex ring kind of blow up in, in, in people's faces, and in people they want to see people go to jail for this. Eventually, it's going to happen, but they'll do their best to keep it out of the mainstream media. Um, and then, case in point, uh, let's see. Let me get into my next topic real quick. I know it's kind of I'm, I'm jumping from topic to topic, so just bear with me. Uh, for those that have not seen the very disturbing interview with Willow Smith and Jada on that on that particular show, uh, I, I need people to understand those in the industry and how children are, are programmed basically from birth. Now, it, you know, basically, if you didn't see the interview, how Willow basically came out and, and told her mother that she was a cutter. And for those that know what a cutter is, basically one that, you know, self-mutilation for whatever anxiety issues that most teenage jurors tend to go through. Mainly, it's more girls than boys that cut themselves. But if you have watched the, the, the video and you see the detachment of Jada's face, and, you know, it's the, the crazy part was, she said she was cutting herself at nine years old. Now, I don't know about you, but I pretty much keep an, uh, a bird's eye view of my daughter. Uh, she's nine. So if my child were cutting herself, I, I think I'd know about it. So, and then, you know, Zeta uh, and, and Will, they're, they're, they're into that whole hands, hands off or hands free parenting style of raising their kids, letting the, their kids basically function as adults. But the problem is you have these children that don't know how to process certain feelings and emotions and they resort to sometimes you know drugs or even like I said cutting themselves um, I thought that part should hopefully open people's eyes up as to how deep the programming goes when it comes to you know children of celebrities uh, no one's child is immune to certain forms of programming I'm not gonna put this all up on Scientology it's it's a little bit more than that but, um, yeah, if you haven't chance, hasn't had a chance to watch that interview, I've only watched maybe 10 minutes of it, and I couldn't watch it anymore because it was just, it was just that, that sad and, and that disturbing. You could see Willow actually fighting to uh, understand what programming she's been undergoing. Um, it was just, just sad, 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 sad. All right, so moving on, moving on real quick. So let's get back to Trump. Now, I'm not sure with... You know, people are familiar with the gold standard. And we've heard Trump in the last year or two talk about bringing back the gold standard. Um, they are eventually going to bring back the gold standard. And what that means is eventually the dollar will be tied to, you know, gold deposits, gold uh, bullion, things of that nature. And so that, you know, I'm sure finance people are going to debate me on this one. Um, Now, it won't be, not probably during his term, but here's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for all the baby boomers to die off before they can do the financial reset because the majority of the wealth that they want and want to tax belongs to the baby boomers. This is why you keep hearing the baby boomers this, baby boomers that, they hold the most wealth. Uh, this is why a lot of baby boomers are not trying to generate or transfer their wealth to, the, to their millennial children because they kind of, they get an idea of what's coming down the pipe because they're going to tax all of that money because they're going to take all that money and do, do with it. So 
basically, you know, for those that aren't familiar with the gold standard, you know, the U.S. is still the global. It doesn't matter who's dumping the dollar. doesn't matter about the petrodollar. Um, at the end of the day, the global currency is still the U.S. dollar. And most of your international trade is priced in dollars. All right. If you remember uh, last year, Trump at CPAC, he had said that there's no such thing as a global anthem, uh, global currency on a, on a, or a global flag. He said, this is the United States of America that I'm representing. Now, six of his advisors are all in favor of bringing back the gold standard. And he, you know, basically threw out some numbers. You know, if the, if the U.S. had went back to the dollar and if we just set a min, minimum price of uh, $500 an ounce for gold, you know, the, basically the value of the dollar would be at one five hundred thousandths of, of an ounce per gold. Um, like I said, it, it may take another... You see, yeah, I give the baby boomers another 15, 20 years to completely die off. Maybe another 10 years of legal wrangling to bring back the dollar. So roughly 30 to 45 years, you can see this come back. Um, I definitely believe we'll see it come back in our lifetimes. But you got to understand that these people are, you know, 15, 20 years ahead of the game as far as all their financial research. Now, everything that... Um, Bush, Clinton, Reagan, Obama already set in place, they're going to have to undo over these next, you know, over term, over, over Trump's next two terms or this, his second term, which he'll eventually get the second term, and then whoever's after that. So the next two to three presidents lined up after Trump will have to be uh, the job or, or so far or the responsibility per se to kind of get things back in motion to bring everything back underneath the dollar. Now, if you remember, if you're a history buff, 1933, Franklin Roosevelt made it private gold ownership illegal. And it was just until the 1970s that private gold ownership became legal once again. Trump back then in the 80s was buying a ton of gold. And he's one of the few people that were buying gold like in, in mass bulk of like that. Also, if you didn't know, the U.S. presidents are paid in gold. That's a old, dirty secret. Um, I guess what they pay was anywhere between 250 grand and 400 grand worth in gold bullion. So for those that didn't know, now you know. Also, in the 2015 uh, GQ interview, uh, Trump had stated, we used to have a very, very solid country because it was based on a gold standard. And like I said, six of his advisors has spoken favorably for the gold standard. That's Shelton, Mercer, Allison, Carson, and Melkis. And also Ron Paul has, has spoken on bringing back the gold standard. Um, as of last year, gold price rose to 7.5% in the first half of 2017. Um, the gold standard goes back to as far as what they can remember as far as 643 BC. Um, if you remember the early uh, 1800s, the Gold Rush, Sutter's Ranch. So that's kind of, you know, basically out here in the West Coast is what kicked everything off as far as, you know, going using the gold standard for your dollars and your greenbacks and whatever and whatnot. Also, West Virginia Congressman Alex Mooney proposed a legislation to, and I quote, to define the dollar as a fixed weight of gold, end quote. And some facts about the dollar since it's been off the gold standard, <clears throat> the U.S. dollar has lost about 30% of its purchasing power since 2000 and 96 percent of it since the end of the gold standard in 1913 now 1913 what happened in 1913 the federal reserve act 
Okay. Well, for those that don't understand the Federal Reserve Act, you had a bunch of bankers like Rockefeller, basically all your, your global leaders all decided to come together to meet up at Jekyll Island in South Carolina to create the Federal Reserve and get rid of the gold standard. That is when they decided to use human capital as your basis for, for labor. That's how you get paid. That's how you, your value is in, in human labor. So now there were three guys that opposed the Federal Reserve. These guys are pretty powerful because they had to get rid of three of them. It was J.J. Uh, Astor, Benjamin Guggenheim, and Issa Strauss. Issa Strauss, one half of the uh, Levi Strauss Jeans Company, Guggenheim, Oil, and J.J. Astor, everything else on top of that. So, J.J. Astor, he came into prominence. He built the Astoria Hotel, and his cousin built the Waldorf. So for those of you who've ever been to New York, the Waldorf Astoria, that's those guys there. Um, they basically said no to the creation of the Federal Reserve. Now, this, the story goes, if you believe the story. So now, the Titanic, how this ties into the Titanic. J.P. Morgan built the Titanic. So on the night it was supposed to have its maiden voyage, uh, at the last minute, uh, Rockefeller didn't show up. He had a private suite built and the uh, Titanic has own room and everything. He didn't show up for that for that trip, right? So now, if you believe the story that they uh, had the captain purposely run the Titanic into the ice wall, and if you've seen maps of the ice wall when the Titanic did go down, uh, oh, hold on, I have an interference. Hold on, let me uh, let me go to a real quick break. I have an interference. So I get back with you guys. Hold on. And we're back with the uh, Morning Star Show featuring your host, Superslot75. Sorry about that, guys. We had some interference. And uh, once again, we shout out to Rod on the board, my producer, Cindy Ashby. You can catch us on www.onthewakeofradio.com. Um, we are also on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play for the replay. Um, also, the call-in number is 678-603-4393. You can catch me on YouTube under Superslot75. The merchandise is under teespring.com forward slash super slash. So before the, uh, the impromptu break, we're talking about the Titanic. Okay, so J.P. Morgan built the Titanic. Now, in, in building the Titanic, they discovered they use faulty rivets and they use also bad metal. Now, what ended up happening to cause part of the, the sinkage of the ship, the metal, once it got into freezing waters, it became brittle. Now, for those that, you know, metal, metalologists, you would know certain type of metals react different under, uh, react differently under certain uh, temperatures and, and conditions. So not only did he build this ship with subpar metals and iron, uh, the bolt rivets that were used pretty much snapped in half uh, during the impact of the, uh, of, the, of the wall. So now, there's a map of the Titanic's last position that you can find online, and it's this huge literal ice wall and there's six ships on one side of the ice wall and then there you have the the carpathia the california and then one other ship on the other side of the wall behind the titanic like a you know a few 50 50 or 60 miles away from the, the titanic okay so now if you believe what the story goes that the captain was paid to crash the ship into the ice wall to basically kill off the three guys, the only three guys that could 
stop the Fed Reserve from being created, which was once again, that was Astor, Guggenheim, and Strauss. Now, there were stories about they found Astor's body. The rumor was it was crushed under ice or under the felling, which wasn't the case. They found his body. Pretty much he died. He drowned at at the end of the day. Um, Because of this, this event, this is why dignitaries no longer ride into the same vehicles with family members. Now, what I mean by that is if you're a, uh, a diplomat and if your wife is coming with you, your wife takes a separate vehicle. Your kids will take a separate vehicle. Because of this situation we're here, because with Astor, basically all his family pretty much got wiped out in that one failed swoop and with, the, with the sinkage of the ship. And so <clears throat> once the, uh, the bodies were confirmed that they died, they wouldn't have passed the, uh, the Federal Reserve Act and then they took the gold standard off and they deemed uh, human labor, human property, basically um, the, the source of how they fund the, uh, the country. So it's not so much fiat currency, it's human labor. That's why your birth certificate is so important. And I'll get into the birth certificate part of it and how this all ties into the stock, stock exchange and all that good stuff. Uh, let's see. So also, um, uh, if, for those that didn't know, that J.J. Astor was very good friends with Nikola Tesla. Okay, Tesla was cool with Astor. Tesla also knew Rockefeller, right? Tesla uh, Astor would give Tesla money to keep funding his research. All right, and then Rockefeller knew about the, his technologies and didn't want it to go out to the public the free energy, the self-perpetuating machinery, all that good stuff that Tesla had, you know, provides and improvised. So after Astor's death, then of course, uh, Rockefeller pretty much starved out. Uh, he starved out Tesla, bought all the patents and the uh, his, his, his drawings and his, his copyrights that all went to Rockefeller, okay? Now Rockefeller is related to Donald Trump. Donald Trump's uncle, years ago had bought certain patents of Tesla. Just follow me, y'all. So now you got Trump's uncle that has some of Tesla's works, all right? And it, it kind of made reference to it in Back to the Future 2 when they based the character of Biff based on Trump. So what ended up happening is how Biff became president. Biff in the future gave Biff in the past, the sports almanac. And the sports almanac was the whole key of the movie because they told the future sports betting. Now, it's kind of funny now, sports betting is now legal in all 50 states due to the Supreme Court ruling. So it's a spider web. They all tie in rather loosely, but they tie, they all have some type of tie in together. So um, the character Biff became basically uh, a multi-billionaire president and in, in that particular movie. Uh, so it's just a little thing of how this kind of all, they all tie in. They're all related to some, to certain, certain extent. Uh, let's see here. So now I get back real quick to, as far as, um, your birth certificate. So real quick, uh, let me see where's my notes. Bear with me, my notes, my notes, my notes. Okay. Now, when the birth certificate was created, basically it's a bond. Okay. So where's it where's it at? Okay. So basically human chattel labor is used as securities for bonds, then sold on the stock market, okay? So your birth certificate goes from the vital statistics to the Department of Commerce, 
to the Department of Treasury, to the DTC on Water Street, to a company called CD Corporation. CD Corporation is the world's largest shareholder. It's the largest holding company in the world. This is where everything is registered towards, okay? So now, if you heard the term of QCIP, the QCIP number usually is in red on the back of your social security card. The older ones in black, the newer ones in red. So the red numbers, it is a, uh, it stands for Committee, um, Committee on Uniform Securities Identification Process. This is basically how they identify you. This is how they know which bonds belong to whom. So now, and how QCIP numbers are important because for anybody that's ever had a traffic ticket, if you've ever gone to court, if you committed a murder, robbery, rape, um, bank fraud, why, any type of crime, charge, anything, it all ties into your QCIP. And this is how they do it. So your case number, say, you, you, you know, everybody has a case number when you go into court. It doesn't matter. That automatically registers towards your, towards your QCIP number. Okay, so this is part of why you have 70, 70% of people in prison for victimless crimes. Victimless crimes, basically, in admiralty law, means you basically went to the wrong court. That's it. You didn't ask, you didn't question the court's jurisdiction. You didn't question um, what article of court you're in. So there's like Article 1, Article 2, Article 3. They'll throw you in Article 3 on purpose, knowing you should have been in Article 1. So... Say you get found guilty, all right? So they take your case number, they'll file it, and every basically every court case is, is, is turned into as a security to be traded on the stock market. That's the uh, Chicago Stock, stock Exchange, New York Stock Exchange, and then you have the, the foreign exchange. So it goes from the states to the, to the world, uh, world banking system. So basically, uh, CDE Corp has your bonds. Now, people have tried to say they located their bonds. You can locate it. You can go through a mayor trade. It's one of them. They don't make it easy for you. But even though you locate the bond and you can see who owns the bond, you're never going to get. It. You're never ever going to get it. You'll never get the money for it. So if you see these videos of people saying, "Yeah, I got access to my QCIP," I know there's a few YouTubers that claim to have um, gotten money for their QCIP. If they did, they're on the way to prison. That's a federal crime of the highest order. Even though technically it's not a crime to get what's rightfully yours, but in their eyes, that's a crime. So, um, let me see if you just bear with me, bear with me. Okay. Um, also, you know, tickets and charges are, are considered liens. And then what they do basically is put a lien against your property. When you consider property... Property could be your land, it could be your money, hell, it could be your freedom. Mainly, it's always your freedom. And if you're found, when you're found guilty of a particular ticket or charge, a lien is placed against your property, and then which is now becomes a debt, and then the debt becomes sold as a bond on the stock market. So that's how that that all works out. Now, let's see. A uh, question: Had any info on George Bush Senior being a spy in Tesla's lab? He. I've heard stories of it. I've heard stories. I can't confirm it. I just I've heard of that theory before. Um, yeah, Tesla had survived a lot of a lot of multiple um, murder attempts in his day because he was trying to give the free energy to the people. That's all he wanted to do is give people the free energy. Of course, Rockefeller and and Morgan, these guys are um, into oil. 
uh, fossil fuels, electricity. So it would have killed their uh, their market. So no, you can't have free electricity running around here. So of course they eventually got to the man and, and got his works. And this is why you still pay an electric bill every month. So when you don't have to, uh, things of that nature. Uh, let's see. Also, bear with me, bear with me. Okay, so moving forward, let me um, get on the subject that I personally like find fascinating it is the, the concept of Lucifer. And why Lucifer? Because he's such a polarizing figure. You either love him or hate him. And if you love him, they, <laughs> then you're deemed a Luciferian to a certain extent. You're called a devil worshiper and um, basically seen as a bad guy. And which there's varying points of views and there's so many different sects. And, then, and, and, and the term Luciferian is thrown, is used way too loosely for my taste. I've seen too many people use the term um, to, to, to cover a whole uh, spectrum of people that not necessarily are all Luciferian. And I was watching the movie Noah. And for those that remember the movie Noah, uh, Darren Aronofsky, um, the take on Noah, of course, they were all white. It was completely whitewashed. But the angels were, um, they were in rock form. And I, they, they, puzzled me as to why he would portray them as these basically these rock beings and um so i did some digging around so the the best conclusion i can come up with was basically okay so there's seven densities 7d so you got 3d 4d 5d 60 so when lucifer fell okay he was cast down through the different dimensions right him and him and him and his angels okay so now you go you go from seven dimension all the way down to th the third dimension. Third dimension has its limitations. Basically, it's almost like a prison planet to a certain extent. But Lucifer being Lucifer, stronger than most than all angels, was able to kind of keep his form. Now, he's either able to exist as a manifest and manifest a body, or he could exist as conscious energy, okay? Or he can incarnate into someone's body, okay? Now, here's where things kind of get dicey. Now, certain instances, instances they, they said that he's redeemed himself. Now, some people refer to Lucifer as a redeemer and a rescuer. Okay, that depends on which sect you believe in, which faith you believe in, okay? Now, where it gets dicey is if you read the Sarasta, there's a deity called Ahriman. And he is the deity that most people say get confused with Lucifer. The, how it goes is Lucifer has redeemed himself. But this particular deity and his kind have taken over the, the, that spot. They, basically, you're, you're blaming the wrong guy for all the ills and evils in the world. So in Sumerian and Persian um, lore and the Zoroaster, Araman is the god of evil and darkness. He is also called the Druze or the lie. And he is the reason behind anger, greed, envy, chaos, death, disease. And Islam, he's identified as Iblis or the devil. <laughs> so, um, I, I would say the worship of Lucifer has been bastardized to a certain extent. A lot of misinformation. I hear a lot of misinformation. Um, I think people base Lucifer off of emotional uh, judgment 
and not necessarily looking at the scene and what it represents. Now, if you take the ilk that, hey, you know, Lucifer represents the perfect man, and this is how we were before we fell, and now we're just the state of confusion that we're in, that's, I'm for that as well, too. But, but to call everybody in the business a Luciferian is a bit disingenuous and a bit short-sighted, okay? Because I've met some, some fairly decent people that identify themselves as Luciferian, but they've never killed anybody, never done anything, never done any wrong to anybody or anything of that nature. But it's just, uh, it's a belief system. Now, what you believe is, is totally up to you. But like I said, if you're not going to do the due diligence and if you're not in certain sects or in certain um, communities or societies, to label everybody Luciferians is, is, like I said, to me, it's a bit disingenuous. And I think there's things we can all learn from the fall of Lucifer. Basically, Lucifer's main hangup was he was afraid of being one with the creator, right? And Lucifer being Lucifer, he liked individuality. He liked to be able to express himself, which is why he expressed himself the way he did. He thought being one with the creator, he would lose his individuality. When, in fact, if he had thought about it, yeah, you could be one with, one with your creator and still have your individuality. That's the lesson he had to learn from the fall of grace. This may be a little bit way out for some people. But I, I don't just take it for what it is. I, I like to I like to do my research. I like to I think deeper. It's always different ways of, of seeing uh, the same problem. So if you're gonna ask me if Lucifer is the devil, then we all have we all have devil in us. Um, some people like to dwell in, in negative situations and negative uh, negative spaces. That's a it's a choice. The universe gives you free will to do so. Um, you know, the delight side or the dark side. Like I said, there's no one beholding you to do one or the other. So um, that's just basically my take on the whole Lucifer thing. I think he gets a bad rap. Uh, I think people need to kind of just kind of maybe not put down the Bible so much, but get into other other sacred texts um, and, and see things from another point of view. So that's my little take on Lucifer. Let me go ahead and take a quick little break. Let me get some water. We'll be right back. All right, and you're back with the Morning Star Show featuring your humble host, Super Slash 75. You can catch us on uh, www.onthewakerradio.com. Shout out to Ron the Boys, our producer, Cindy Ashby. You can catch us on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play for the, for the repeats. Uh, the call-in number is 678-603-4393. So let me touch on a few loose ends real quick and getting broke back briefly to the uh as far as the, the birth certificate and the whole social security thing um when you hear the term minority uh people don't think in color don't think uh minority means black folk or uh mexicans or or, or, or small numbers um if you look in your black law dictionary it means children this is why they refer to you as minority because you do not handle your affairs now, if you uh, if you're in certain if you're of the craft, you've heard the term, you know, to sit at the table of affairs and handle your affairs like men. That's what that basically means. Basically, means the government has to be your trustee and you uh, or the custodian, and then you are the recipient. What you want to do is reverse that that standing. You want to be the the custodian of your of your of your account or your trust, and the state or the government be the recipient so 
I need you guys to get in the habit of when you say my, when you hear them say minority on TV on the news, it's not about color. It's about basically the government considers you, these grown individuals children, which is why they feel the government has to step in and help help you uh, regulate your life when that should not be the case. It should be the other way around. So just keep that in mind. Second loose point, uh, real quick. Um, I'm gonna get back real quick into and, and some of this. Uh, this tomfoolery with these with these people that want to uh, lump everything together when it comes to occultism. Um, for some odd reason, everything that Crowley does is evil and bad, and people want to say, oh, Crowley and, and Blavatsky, but if they knew what they were talking about, they would know that Crowley and Blavatsky pay homage, esteemed homage to Pascal Beverly Randolph. He was, he was a brother. He is considered the granddaddy of the occult, as as far as we know it. Now, will I say Crowley did his, he put his own mix into things? Of course he did. Same thing with Blavatsky. But the basis of what you know is occultism came from Pascal Beverly Randolph. So when these guys want to want to sit here and spout, oh, the OTO and the Golden Dawn and the AA, okay, that all came from a brother. But it's too easy to sit here and demonize um, a belief system you don't fully understand or because it makes sense to your narrative to say, oh, it's evil and, and he did this and he did that. Um, yeah, he called himself the great beast and he was deemed the most evil man of the, of the 20th century at one point and he got kicked out of a few places. Uh, I know Mussolini had kicked him out of a few few countries as well. But what I'm saying is you know, everything has its origins, and the origins of his teachings and Blavatsky's teachings came from Pascal Beverly Randolph. Now, if you're going to study occultism, then I would suggest you look him up and download any of his PDFs or any of his books. I mean, you might as well go ahead and get it from, from the source itself. But, you know, um, it just goes to show that a lot of these guys out here, you know, I'm not saying they read too much of the Bible, but they read too much of the Bible, okay? Because there's a lot of things in the Bible that's contradictory and it doesn't make sense when you, when you sit there and think about it logically. Um, certain gifts that certain children are imbued with will be deemed uh, evil in, in the Bible. So um, I, I, it's, just, it's just too many people out here that's just, just saying, oh, this is bad, this is evil, just because it, it fits their narrative. And that should not be the case. That is not the case. Now, I'm not saying you go follow following Crowleyism or uh, Blavatsky, but I'm just saying there's there's enough you can take away from bits and pieces of, from both of them. But if you're going to really get into this, definitely Pascal Beverly Randolph is, is the source that you should be seeking. Um, and then the whole do as thou wilt. Okay, that's that's free will. The universe gives you free will. Okay, just because Daisy wore on the T-shirt and Crowley said it, does that make it evil? Does it make it any less impactful? It's a universal staple that you are can do with fuck whatever the hell you want to do. That's the beauty of being, you know, in this dimension per se. So, and then um, and then also I, I touch on the, the necromancy real quick. Uh, necromancy at one point was called negromancy. So that just goes to show you how the words have changed. The means not so much, but you know we. You know, the dark arts, the dark masters, that was all, you know, our ancestors at one point, 
everything that came from us was considered dark or this or that. Uh, the dark ages, you know, of course, when the, the Moors are running Europe. Um, so people need to kind of understand the, the play on words and etymology is very, very important. And like I said, a lot of these guys don't, don't take time to, to open up a book and see where the words are coming from and what the words mean. So moving on to uh, my third topic. Now, I was listening to uh, uh, Delbert Blair, rest his, you know, that rest his soul. And he had mentioned this planet called Planet Meldek. And I was like, Planet Meldek? And I thought the guy was crazy. I, 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 I stopped listening to it. And some told me to go back and listen to it again. So he mentioned the planet. He didn't say much. So I'm like, okay, well, he left me a breadcrumb. So let me go ahead and do, let me do my own research. So apparently this planet, uh, the remains of this planet is the current asteroid belt that we have in our solar system right now. So that, that whole ring that sits around Jupiter and extends all the way out towards Mars, that is the, re the remains of this particular planet. Now, in certain circles, this planet was called Phaeton. Now, if you heard the term Phaeton, uh, Volkswagen named the car after this called the Phaeton. Um, Tiamat. Tiamat is very popular. Tiamat, in certain circles, was a, a female dragon. Five heads. And this particular dragon, in certain belief systems, she was cut in half, and one half became the heavens, and the other half became the, uh, the earth, right? Um, the planet was also, at one point, called Astra. It was also called Lucifer. It was also called Luna. And it was also called Rahab, okay? So now, <laughs> this planet, apparently... There was this species of, of they called Maldex, and I guess Maldex and Mars were like sister planets to a certain extent, right? So now what, en what ends up happening is the 13 families, now if you believe the 13 family theory, apparently went to Maldex, and they're evil natured and hard anyway. So they corrupted the people of Maldex to go to war with the people of Mars, okay? Just do, walk with me on this one, okay? So basically what they ended up doing was they poisoned the atmosphere of Mars, okay? Now Mars is backed by the Pleiadians. So they went to the Pleiadians for help, right? So basically the Pleiadians answered their call and were on their way to Maldek. So by the time the Pleiadians got to Maldek, they pretty much poisoned the, 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 the Mars to a point where everyone either just had to just jump ship and leave the planet or they just succumbed and died. So now... The Martians went to Earth. Now, the Palladians attacked Maldek. Maldek had an energy weapon. It backfired, blew the planet up. The 13 original bloodline family members all went to Earth. So you got the Maldeks and the Martians all in Earth at the same time. This apparently gives birth to the Atlanteans, the Lemurians, uh... All that good stuff, if you follow that that particular theory, okay? So now, the 13 families apparently <laughs> linked up with some original inhabitants, uh, some draconian, uh, so whoever's left over from uh, some underground draconians, right? They call the Siakar, the Siakar royalty. So basically, these beings are where you get the dragons from. They're roughly about 30 feet tall. They have wings. Uh, they eat 
humans. They are very manipulative. They are the main ones that basically control the 13 families and the 13 families act on their behest. This is where you get the whole reptile bloodline from if you believe this particular theory that I'm telling you right now. And even to me, I'm scratching my head as I'm reading back my notes. Um, so basically what you have is a lot of people that are basically reincarnated beings, uh, Maldax or Martians to a certain extent. And there are certain behaviors or patterns kind of mimic that. And they, they, they what, I'm, what I'm trying to get to my point is now a lot of people, they, they, they know we, we know what they've mastered the transfer of consciousness, right? So now you got to ask yourself if they can do that, basically all of your dead evil people to a certain extent can, can resurrect themselves into new bodies, take on new forms and kind of keep this thing going. You have to ask yourself, why has this thing not fallen or crumbled? Now, if you believe that these families have been in cahoots and, and running things for the last, what, three, four hundred years, you, you never ask yourself, why has it not fallen yet? Why are they still able to uh, continue to do business as, as, as usual? Now, I remember when Rockefeller died, David Rockefeller, right? Everybody was happy. Oh, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. I said, wait a minute. How do you know he's dead? How do you know they didn't put his consciousness in the chip and put him in another body? There's another reason why they, they kidnapped these kids. A lot of it is, you know, for new bodies, not just for parts, but for consciousness transfer. Now, if we sit here and believe our own theories that these movies, they tell us, well, yeah, you can transfer your consciousness, put it in a chip. You, 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 you believe in clones, put the consciousness in a chip and you're, you're reborn all over again. Then how is it that it's not possible for these dead, um, these dead evil folk to re uh, re resurrect themselves into new bodies and keep the process going all over again. <coughs> so uh, they have the technology to do so. It's just one of those questions that you have to ask, well, why has this thing not crumbled and has, has not fallen and they, had, they have not been usurped or taken over or how come good is not winning? Like I said, these people have been doing this thing for, they have had a good long stretch. And from what I can tell, it hasn't, it's not going to stop no time soon, right? So just a little interesting tidbit about the planet Maldac. There's not much information you can find on it. There's a lot of theories on it, uh, a lot of theories, a lot of conjecture. You kind of have, you have to take what you can, what you can, what applies to you away from it and, and do it that way. Um, so, yeah, let me touch on this uh, one last topic that I think is, is very important. Um, the whole royal wedding thing the brouhaha um it's very disheartening to see so many of our people care so much about the situation when it's it's more than obvious you know their weddings are not only political but they're for survival and it's genetics now we all know that Meghan markle and, and prince uh harry down the road are cousins okay we all know the royals pretty much interbreed but for some odd reason the rest of society or our society either doesn't know that or overlooks that fact and they're actually cheering the fact that these people are getting married and here's the problem now we all remember the infamous photo of of harry in a nazi costume for halloween a couple years ago 
no one bats an eye to that. But then Prince Harry, uh, Prince William, last year had said, and in a, in a statement that they need to urgently depopulate Africa, urgently depopulate Africa. And if you remember the history of the of the British family and then the East Indian Trade Company, when it comes to Africa and the Congo, and then King Leopold and then Mussolini, you're talking about hundreds of millions of Africans that were mass murdered. Um, it was King Leopold that actually started cutting off people's hands in the Congo. He put a quota out. If they didn't bring enough gold or didn't find enough diamonds, they would cut off their hands. And not only the hands of men and women, but children as well. That's why that became so popular. There's a country that I forget. I think it's, I think it's uh, Denmark, where they actually celebrate the chopping off of, of African hands. And it's, it's chocolate candies in the shape of a hand of a, melanated, of a melanated person. And this is a very, very big festival. And they celebrate eating the hands of these melanated people that were they lost their hands because of, of, of Leopold and things of that nature. So this is what our people are happy about. <laughs> it just goes to show how far gone we are as a people. You're celebrating the fact that this woman is marrying her cousin and is basically marrying into a bloodline that has no real use for you but to see you dead or for body parts or for slave labor right so you know these are conversations you just can't have with everybody unfortunately and and like i said all you saw on social media was just a lot of our people just really really excited about this union i could care less about it but since it's the topic of the day i'd be remiss not talk about it and at least not mention it you know so um but the call-in number for those who want to call in is 678-603-4393 also um for those that need work on their credit scores if you need trade lines on your account you can email me at trifecta solutions 2016 at gmail.com um, also, merchandise, teespring.com forward slash supersly75. So, once again, the call in number is 678 603 4393. I'm going to take a quick break and uh, take some calls when I come back. All right. All right. Welcome back to the, the Morning Star Show featuring your gracious and humble host, Supersly75. I am Supersly75. Once again, shout outs to Ron the Boards, our producer, Cindy Ashby. You can catch us on www on the wake of radio.com for playbacks we are on soundcloud youtube itunes and google play the call in number is 678-603-4393 and uh merchandise can, is available on teespring.com forward slash super slide that's twe spring.com forward slash super slide 75 and so let me get back to uh what i was saying earlier um now i'm not trying to confuse the reptilians with dragons because there's plenty of um, ancient artifacts with a lot of Asian um, statues depicting dragons. Um, I remember uh, one story my uncle told me, he was in Vietnam and the bro- him and the brothers, there's a section of brothers over there and part of the reason why the Vietnamese were sending leaflets to the, to the black soldiers was like, hey, this is not your war, leave, you know, leave the war. Part of that reason is people don't tell you is because they thought the black men coming back were the resurrected, basically drag, uh, serpent gods. 
of, of the of their old ancient times. And uh, there's plenty of statues, Asia, you know, with um, the dragons, the dragon society uh, has its tracings to uh, original melanated people, um, the triads also as well. So the dragon lore is very, very strong and it, it does have connection with us as a people, even Quetzalcoatl, uh, for those that, you know, that follow Mexican uh, lore, the, uh, the dragon with the feathers on it as well. So I didn't, I didn't mean to confuse you know, reptiles with dragons, but people, if, but there are people that if they don't understand the difference, they could kind of make the correlation between the two. It would confuse most people. So a lot of times when you hear return of the dragons, that's basically return, they're waiting for the return of the, the original people to its, its former lower state. Now the dragon is significant because dragon, the dragon is the 13th uh, constellation that no one talks about. You have the Draco uh, constellation, that whole planetary system out there, um, even in um, the Japanese uh, or the Chinese, what is it? What is it called? The, the Chinese, uh, the, the zodiac is the thirteenth is the dragon. That's been covered up for a while now, but now they're just slowly, slowly releasing that information out. So yeah, the dragon has has a uh, heavy, heavy symbology, heavy, heavy meaning, um, mainly for us. This is why if you go over there to, to a lot of parts of Asia, the dark, the original dark-skinned Asians. Um, hold us in high regard, very, 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 very high esteem. But we've been so dumbed down, and a lot of our information has been so scattered all over the places that you know we don't even understand who we truly, truly are and in, in, in our in, in our full being. So you know, when you hear talk of dragons, with um, one particular movie, Matthew McConaughey, and they were in England, and then the dragons underground woke up. So, but the, the funny thing about that movie was there were no black people, right? It was all white people fighting to get rid of the dragons. And the dragons basically had taken over the earth and it was one male impregnating all the female dragons. So Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale, I forget the name of the movie, but they went to go, uh, they were killing the dragons, fighting the dragons. They had to go find the male dragon and kill him and once they killed that particular dragon, all the females would die out because there's no one there. He was the only one there to uh, impregnate them. But uh, like I said, the movie was interesting because there were no black people in that movie. And uh, it started off when the, the main character, he was, he was a young boy. The first dragon that, that awoken was underground. They were mining underground, killed the boy's mother, killed a bunch of the co-workers. It was the king. There was the first dragon awakening with the king. So um, anytime you see dragons or dragons being shown as, as evil and all this and this and that, when, you know, the, according to the Chinese, the dragon is the most mythical, most magical, most powerful creature that, that, that could be. Um, it, it, it denotes intelligence, wisdom, um, everything. Out of all the animals, the dragon is held in the highest in regards. So, and then also, yes, uh, Return of the Dragon, Oh my God, that God awful movie produced by Quincy Jones. <laughs> yes, Return of the Dragon. Yes, he had Leroy had the glow. Leroy had the glow. So, um, yeah, anytime you, you see Dragon, um, just know that they're talking about us. And uh, so, with that being said, let me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the call in number is 678 603 4393. Um, 
I want to touch on real quick uh, the, the Billboard Music Awards. Um, a lot of imagery in, in that film, uh, in that in that particular production. Uh, what I always tell people when it comes to these music award shows is there's three things to look for. The first thing is production, and I mean what I mean what I mean by production is the way the uh, like if you see pyramids, if you see black and white checkerboards, or uh, just basic the set design. That's the first thing I always look for. Second thing to look for is the lighting. And what I mean by lighting is when you see certain color lights or you see a uh, like flat screen uh, monitors, they're always flashing messages every so many seconds, you know. And then the third and most important is with the artists themselves is always look for the color magic being uh, imbued uh, on, onto the audience. It's always code. Every award show, there's always some, um, uh, some lady in red passing the torch from old to new. Uh, there's always someone in all white. There's, there's always black and white. Um, you'll see splashes of purple. So that's how you should watch the award show. You don't necessarily watch for the performances. You always look for the production, how the stage is set up, look for how the lights, and then you look for the, the outfits, the colors of the outfits that the people are wearing. So. Yeah, so that's uh, just a little something that uh, when you see these awards shows, kind of look out for. And let's see what else. So like I said, guys, don't be shy. Call in 678-603-4393. Um, so yes, they made Megan's mom sit in the second row. Um, here's the thing. And this is my thing with, with the Megan Markle thing. Now, she's never not once called herself black. Never. The woman has never called herself black. She's even said out her own mouth. When it comes to the, the, the white or black, she grays it out, okay? Now, keep in mind, so for those my, my Bible thumpers, um, it says you are the seed of your father, right? So if you are the seed of your father, her daddy is white. So that makes her white. So I don't understand people of Melanie Hue celebrating the union of two white people. That makes no sense to me. But that's if you follow that particular doctrine, other people believe you, you are the seed of your mother, um, at the end of the day, let's not act like this woman got in off her charm and her good looks. She, her bloodline was vetted. They traced her that she's a relative, and she played. She's going to play the game. She had to delete all her social media accounts. Um, this woman's going to be under heavy, heavy scrutiny. And on top of that, you know, it's 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 fascinating how people are so happy for this woman. Y'all should be praying for this woman. Uh, call her. I got to call her my back. Call her. Got. Call her with the name. Who are you? Who are you calling? Where are you calling from? Who this? Who this? Call her. Oh who man, this is this is. I got you. This is Dayline. This is the spiritual Dayline, baby. My big bro, what's going on with you? Uh, you know it. You know it. Just was you know digging you, chopping it, man. Digging you, chopping it. You know, and and, and making people think about uh, it's a lot of different ways to research this stuff. It ain't just one way. Right, right, right. What's on your mind tonight, big dog? Oh man, uh, yeah, like you, you kind of touched. Was you kind of like touching in with, with Nibiru a little bit? Was you touching into that? Yeah, you know, you were talking about Talamat and Nibiru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I was digging that because because this planet was once kind of looked at as Talamat, also, and and part of this planet could be part of the asteroid belt. So it was interesting you touched on that, that you got to touch on that. 
Yeah, like I said, I I'm, I was listening to it and I thought it was the craziest whacked out thing I've ever heard. And I had to go back and listen to it again. And I'm like, okay, let me let me do some digging to see how much of this has some credence. So yeah, I'm glad I went back to listen to it. Yeah, because if you read the Lost Book of Aniki, you know Seachin's work. You know he talks about how they had to blast through the 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 the, the asteroid belt just to get here. And and you had said a long time ago we was talking about why they can't really leave the Earth. You know it's that radiation belt. That you know we can't even mm-hmm. break through, you know that there's realistic that, that we can't even break through. So that made me think of that. <laughs> but but uh, just a couple quick stories that uh, I wanted everybody to kind uh, of kind of I thought might be just slightly interesting. So you know I work with crystals a lot, right? You know that's part of what I work with, and I, I meditate. And um, I have what's called a sugarite egg, and I tell everybody, everybody, that's the only real protection we got against EMF waves is sugarite, tourmaline mixed too. And you know, with this 5G coming out, you know, we're really going to be bombarded with with strong waves. And if you ever talking about people with 10 hacks, you're really going to need them with this 5G is everywhere. Because this is going to be the strongest, you know, personal radiation we're going to be exposed to. So, but, uh, but anyway, my, my, to get on with my story, um, I was just meditating with this crystal. And like, you know, crystals have a sort of consciousness. And what had happened was I had got into the kind of like the middle place before the crystal did. So I caught the crystal consciousness. So I was kind of looking at the consciousness of the crystal. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to kind of, you know, blend in with me? And so I just, uh, I don't know. I have experiences like that. So that's all I really have for you, brother. Thank you. That's what's up. I appreciate that, big dog. And uh, good luck with the podcast, brother. For sure. Appreciate it. Cavs and six. Cavs and six. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, shout out to my big bro, Time. Always right on time with it. Uh, let's see. So yeah, um, here, here's my thing, and and, and I, I know I may tick some people off when I when I say you should pray for Meghan Markle. Here's my thing. I, I like I always said before. I personally don't judge these people for the decisions that they make, because for me to judge them means I need to know all the information, all the facts. Okay. So when you go to court, what the judge is supposed to do is listen to the arguments from the prosecutor and listen to all the, the arguments from the defense have all the facts presented to him or them, and then they make a judgment. So for me to make a judgment on Meghan Markle means I would need to know exactly what her intentions are, what her mindset is, um, things of that nature. That's why I don't, I don't, I make it a point not to judge these people so harshly because I'm not in their shoes, okay? I don't know what is going on with them. I don't know, it's too easy for me to sit here and say, oh, they're evil, they shouldn't have done this. I don't know what, this situation is because you know we but ourselves maybe one or two decisions away from you know being deemed evil or, or doing something of, of that nature so um I, I just ask that people just kind of be a little bit mindful you know yeah there's evil people out here all day long but you know this woman i'm sure she got the rundown but you know could she see what you know 10 15 years from now what what the end plan for her is she hasn't she doesn't know what the end game for her is. You know, now mind you, she's married into a family, basically her mother-in-law, allegedly, put a hit out on her own daughter-in-law. 
you know? So, um, and it's not that I want to be in their shoes. Like, I've been around them enough. And like I said, I see them go through things that, you know, you would have to be in a situation to understand. Like I said, I don't, part of being human is making mistakes, right? And if we're all about, um, you can make a mistake and still have redemption, right? If you follow that motif of, 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 of forgiveness and, and repentance and all that, I'm not saying Christianity per se, but I'm saying if you believe people can actually make legitimate changes and make mistakes and all that good stuff, then you have to kind of keep that in mind because we all make decisions that somebody may, would deem, hey, that wasn't cool what you just did, right? So my thing is, at some point, you're a villain in somebody's story. Somebody down the road, you're going to piss somebody off and they don't like you for whatever reasons, right? So I, I, I don't um, necessarily knock those that come into it and because a lot of people, like, it's not, it sounds cool in the beginning, but when they get knee deep in this shit, it's like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this, you know? So, um, but no, I, she definitely is married into a sick bloodline, you know? I mean, without, without question. So now you got to look at her mindset as to what kind of woman would marry into a situation like this. You don't know if they, if they forced a woman to do so, you know what I'm saying? You don't know if she didn't have a choice to do it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's too easy for us to sit, us, for us to sit back in here and say, like, well, she shouldn't have done it. She's evil. You don't know what they made her do. You don't know what proposition they gave to her. You know, especially if they threatened her mama. You know, you, you think, you know, if they say, well, you know, some, something may happen to your mother. Okay, well, then I can see her making a decision like that. And then, you know, plus, yeah, their bloodline is, is getting pretty, uh, pretty low on juice. And they're going to need her to pump out a kid or two. Maybe a surrogate at some point. It's very possible. But like I said, it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, shame on her. I mean, it, it's terrible what, what she did, but I don't know what her mindset is at the end of the day. So, um, like I said, so the call-in number, once again, is 678-603-4393. Um, I'm, I'm going to get off topic real quick. This, this is really random, really, really random. Is it me or does Cardi B not seem very pregnant? Okay, I know I'm way left with this one. Y'all forgive me. But every time I look at Cardi B, I don't see a pregnant woman. Okay? I don't. I see a woman wearing a, a pregnant fat suit. I don't see the, the physical changes in her face. She's moving around too, too free and too loose for a woman in her stage of pregnancy. You know, if what I'm saying makes sense. I just don't believe this woman is pregnant. I think she's pulling a Beyonce on us, y'all. <laughs> so, because <laughs> she is, she's moving her hips and popping her, her hips too too freely for a supposedly pregnant woman. So I don't believe that in in the slightest heartbeat at all. Um, she, she she doesn't look tired. She just doesn't look cranky, look irritable. I mean, at that stage of pregnancy, yeah. She, I just don't. I ain't, I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. So. Yeah, so that was just my little random off-the-cuffness. So, um, but yeah, so let me do this. Let me take a quick break, and then let me get my notes together, and I will be right back with you. All right, welcome back to the Morning Star Show featuring Superslot 75. I am your gracious, humble host, Superslot 75. You can catch us on uh, www.onthewakeofradio.com. Shout out to Ron the Boards. Shout out to our producer, Cindy Ashby. For the replays, you can catch us on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. The call-in number is 678-603-4393. Find me on um, 
YouTube on the SuperSly75. Merchandise is teespring.com forward slash SuperSly. All right, so let me get back into this real quick. Um, also, what's been in the news is the CIA's new director. Her name is Gina Haspel. Uh, Gina Haspel, uh, she's, a, she's a beast. Uh, this woman here was uh, one of the reasons why uh, the waterboarding technique was used so much during the, uh, the war in Afghanistan and the, the, Gulf, uh, the Desert Gulf War. Um, she is going to be putting foot to ass on, on, on terrorists. God forbid you get locked up in one of these CIA sites. Um, also, so let me give you a list of CIA prisons that's uh, in, in, in some of these countries. Um, they go by different code numbers or code, color codes. So color code Poland, there's a CIA prison in uh, Poland. It's called Blue. There's a CIA prison in Lithuania. It's called Violet. There's one in Romania, which is black. Black is probably the worst site you could be in. There's also a Chicago uh, black site, CIA black site in Chicago as well. Uh, Afghanistan has four of them. Cobalt, brown, orange, and gray. There's a CIA prison also in Thailand, which is called Green. So best believe these prisons will be filled with, uh, with people that will be insanely tortured, allegedly. Uh, like I said, so you're going to bring back the waterboarding technique. Uh, if you don't know what waterboarding is, uh, the movie that uh, Denzel Washington played was it Safe House with uh, Ryan Reynolds. And basically, when they put a towel over his head and they run the water over it, and uh, depending on what cotton thread it is, um, that's basically what waterboarding is in the, uh, to a certain extent. Or what they'll do is uh, cover your nose. And then they'll put a, a hose in your mouth and run the water that way. So that's two of the main popular uh, ways of waterboarding a, uh, a terrorist sus a suspect. Uh, so, yeah, Gina Haspel will be bringing the CIA back to prominence in her own, in her own special way. Um, I'm going to touch on one subject real quick. And there's a lot, of, a lot of debate with this particular word. And that's the word black. Okay. I want to get into the science of black real quick. Not too long. So the science of black. Now, if you follow the Moorish doctrine, of course, it says means black means death and black law dictionary, which is, you know, under admiralty law. Yes, that makes sense. But there's a funny thing about black. Um, basically, if you study auras, right, and auras give off different colors, okay, chocolate colors, whatever colors, whatever, however you're feeling, whatever your chemical balance is that day. Is whatever aura you're going to give off. But the funny thing about auras is when you are in perfect balance, guess what color your aura is? It's black. It's black. So black in, in legal definition is a bad thing. But black, anything outside of legal definition, out of, outside of admiralty law, is really a, I mean, it has its place. So um, why I'm saying this, because when you, when you say black, yeah, you shouldn't refer to it as a, as a group of people because there's no one's a, a, a crayon color. I get that part of it. But like I said, there's, there's things of black that has, you know, positive connotations to it. Um, also, with um, basically with black, you know, when your aura is black, it means you're, you are in perfect balance. You are in perfect alignment. So that's kind of what um, kind of gets lost 
in, in the shuffle when it comes to this debate on who, you know, what's black, black this, black that. Um, it, it gets used a lot in the wrong context, I believe. Um, also, yeah, I was doing some research on the Pope's hat that Rihanna had wore for uh, the Met Gala Bowl. And uh, basically, the Pope's hat came from the Dogon tribe. And the Dogon tribe basically worshiped a fish god. And that's the shape of the hat that the Pope wears. So, yeah, we all know Roman Catholicism stole everything from ancient Egypt and Kemet and, and Sumerians and Babylon. And we get all of that. So everything has its origin. But I personally just wanted to see what, what the hat meant myself. Um, let's see. Do I think that um, <laughs> they will exhaust cryptocurrency before they go to the gold standard? Yeah, I do. Um, here, here's the thing. You got to ask yourself, what backs cryptocurrency? And I know I'm going to get a lot of detractors, but once they go to the gold standard, unless you, 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 you're into the blockchain, the blockchain has its own separate purposes. But I mean, the strictly cryptocurrency, once they go back to the gold standard, the crypto is going to be worthless. Worthless. Now, like I said, it's going to take a couple of decades to get this back on track, but they will eventually bring the gold standard back. It's It's coming. It's coming. Like I said, these guys are, you know, as far as the, uh, the economics, you know, 20 to 25 years ahead of the game, they already had the plan set out. They're just waiting for the baby boomers to die off. Once the baby boomers are dead, they'll bring it back. They'll do a, financial, a huge financial reset. And then every country that dumped the dollar will be breaking its neck to get back into the dollar. And guess what? The U.S. is going to charge them out the wazoo to get back on the dollar. It's all premeditated. So everyone that's like that, that, that's worried about the dollar being dumped, by countries like Iran and all this and that. Look, the moment it gets back on the gold standard, I guarantee you everybody, their mom is going to be wanting a piece of the dollar. So. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, let me see what else. We ever go back to bartering. Uh, you can barter now. Nothing's stopping you from bartering now. It, basically, bartering is if you have to agree upon what what currency you want to use for the bartering. It depends on what you're bartering and how much and then what agreed form of currency you want to come to an agreement to, to barter for. So um, people still barter to this day, you know, true enough. So, um, so yeah, getting back to the, the Pope's hat, like I said, it came from an ancient, ancient Dogon tribe, uh, Dogon tribe of Mali, I, I believe, or Maui, one of the two. Forgive me if, I, if I'm messing it up, but that's where the, the Pope's fish hat came from. Um, Let's see. Also, um, I was reading a book, and I totally forgot the name of the book, but it said the original inhabitants, uh, the color of their skin was green, right? And who else is considered green? Uh, that would be Asar. I mean, if you believe the Asar, Aset, if you're, you know, if you're an Egyptologist or into Egyptian lore, uh, Asar was green. And, of course, the, the Incredible Hulk, is, a, is, a, is an homage to Osar, uh, green beans. Um, there have been countless stories of green-colored humans, or could you, could you even call them humans at that point? Uh, green beans, what basically is green. At the end of the day, their heads were really big, and they were green-complected, and I just thought that was kind of odd. I just, one of those things that you kind of write down that you remember for later on. Um, and then also, uh, let's see. Um, and then green, another reason, green for the chlorophyll 
also and the uh, the, mag- the magnesium in the blood and the, why the blood is not not green instead of uh, the color it is now is because of the iron in the blood. If you didn't have iron in the blood, your blood would be green. So that's a little known fact that uh, that people don't really talk about. It may not be of in- much interest to most people, but uh, green is a pretty important color. Uh, you know, people rarely practice green magic or green color magic these days. It used to be really big back in the 60s and 70s with the flower power movement. Um, if you remember back in the 60s, um, a lot of your scenes uh, of the day were basically plant and flower based um, uh, rhetoric and themes and mantras of, of, the, of that time. So, yeah. And also, yes, you have the sun, also sun gazing and all that good stuff. People, you know, you get your vitamin D that way, just going into the sun for 20 minutes a day, you would need to take vitamin D shots or vitamin D tablets and things of that nature. So, uh, so yeah, once again, the call in number is. Six seven eight six zero three four three nine three. So, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Mm, I have so many notes, and I'm just not sure where I want to. Oh, you know what? Quick, quick. Uh, I had a debate the other day with this particular guy. He's a Jewish guy. It wasn't even a debate. It was more like he was testing. Give me a lesson. And I, I asked him, I said, you know, I noticed they changed the numbers of, of Auschwitz every every decade or so. And I said, how accurate is the, is the numbers now? And he was like, he started laughing. I was like, oh, oh okay, enough said. Um, and then I said, well, okay, what about the theory that they were sent all these people into the ovens and, and, the, and the chemical um, tanks to, to poison all the people? And he chuckled again. I said, okay, so I asked him, flat, I flat out asked him, I said, what was the real population of the Jews in, in, in WW1 Germany? He said it was like half a million. And I said, what, well, how, how are you so certain it was just half a million people? He said, well, think about it. He said, our, our numbers were always low. He said, what we've been great at doing is uh, taking over media and, and platforms. So... And it, it kind of made sense when he said that. Oh, yo, I got a caller. Oh, my bad. Caller, wh- what's your name and where you call her from? Yo, what's up, man? Uh, my name's Jackson. Uh, I'm in Texas, dude. I just, uh, man, I, first of all, I just want to say, incredible show you got going on, man. Uh, you're doing a great job. Uh, really dropping some stuff, man. I appreciate it. And then I wanted to ask you, man, have you seen, uh, have you seen that clip of Kanye in the car with, uh, with Kim or whatever, or he's got like the ribs and french fries. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Like Black Child was covering that stuff or whatever. And uh, I was just curious about your thoughts on that, man, because uh, I brought that up to a friend of mine, and uh, she was talking about, oh, that's not proof of anything. Like, that's not, you know, that's just, that could have, they could have just been messing around. And I just felt like she was being naive. So I just wanted to, uh, Kind of get your get your thoughts on that, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, it's a, it's a it's a fairly it's a it's a legitimate question. Um, you know, I, I'm to the point where Kanye doesn't know who he is at this point. Um, he comes and goes as they feel like it. Um, I mean, certain times of the year they'll bring him out to 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 evoke certain emotions 
right at the right at the at the perfect time. And then like I mean like he is now. Like look look all this brouhaha he, he created a couple weeks ago. Um so he, he's a he's a well used puppet at this point. Like he furthers their agenda. He's they just they evoke certain emotions out of people and we fall for it every time. So <laughs> Cool, man. That makes that makes total sense, dude. Uh, I appreciate it, man. I just, uh, yeah, man. I just wanted to get your take on that because uh, I know you got a little more experience than the average person. Oh, uh, you know, I just been I've been fortunate to be around certain people at at the at this day, you know. So I, you know, I, just, I sit back and listen, and I observe. So I just had the knack of just being around the certain people at the right right amount of time. So yeah. Right on, man. I'll let you uh, carry on your show. I appreciate you taking my call, man. All right, bro. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jackson. Appreciate the phone call. Um, well, I, was, I just told him. Well, oh, yeah. So I'm talking to the old you guy. And I said, I, I, yeah, I asked him. I said, well, how do, you, how do you know your number? How can you confirm your numbers were that low? I said, how would you how could you guys ever function and, and take over? And he was basically saying in a nutshell, he said, we do what we, what we do best. We infiltrate and we take over media. Um, my, now mind you back then in, in world war one, Germany, they owned all the printing presses for the books. They owned all the radio shows, same thing here, right? No difference here. And he said they were able to influence and sway the public opinion either for or against whoever they wanted to at the time, whoever they were in cahoots with. Of course, he couldn't tell me that much. I got what he was saying in reading between the lines. Um, he was saying, like, you know, nothing's changed as, as referring to the structure, how it's set up here as far as the media, who runs the media and whatever and whatnot. So I thought it was, a, it was very telling. And I'm still in shock that he said the numbers were that low. In, um, in Germany during that time. I mean, he said, he basically said it was half a million. And I'm just like, that's, that's pretty low for a, uh, a group of people to, uh, you know, be so demonized and so, um, you know, you, 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 you think that there's tens of millions of them just running everything and it's not the case. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, my bad, y'all. I forgot to hit the speaker on, on the call. I'm, my bad, y'all. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm still a baby at the, in all this. So, um, yeah, so once again, the call-in number is 678-603-4393. So, y'all, I'm just laughing at these comments on my YouTube stream. Hilarious. I'm going to get every, I'm going to pay back every single person that made fun of me tonight. I will pay you all back. <laughs> um... Let's see. Last thing I want to touch on is uh, briefly. I'll, I'll get more into this one. Is the story of Inky and and and, uh, and Elio. Inky and Elio. Basically, uh, part of your concept of hell comes from Enlil. Now, Enlil was in charge of the gold mines uh, under 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 underground, basically, and that's part of where your concept of hell comes from. It was hot. Basically, you're mining gold, and it was very brutal conditions. So, Enki was the good guy, and Leo basically was the bad guy. They were brothers, and for whatever reason, they couldn't work it out. And so, Enki was, he's he very benevolent, benevolent, 
Enlil was the he was he was an asshole, and so part of your um, like a lot of your concepts, concepts from hell come from these old stories. But now, if you believe that there's uh, an, an underground gold mine of beings that mine particular gold, that we've seen this in movies before, where there's been beings that have been underground mining for certain um, ores like iron or gold or things of that, or certain type of minerals. They've always, it's always underground, it's always hot and, and musty, even dusty conditions. Uh, these stories kind of have a common place and have a common ground to a certain extent. So, but I'll, I'll do more of a, an in-depth uh, research on that one because like I said, that story right there is pretty compelling. I mean, it's, it's Inky and Leo, it's almost like Cain and Abel to a certain extent, minus the bloodshed. Um, it's always a story of duality, good versus evil. There's always, there's always the good brother versus the bad brother. Um, that's always a constant in, in, in as far as the universe. It's always duality. But now, if you believe in duality, then the, the, how much that do you apply to the creator? Because if you believe the creator is part of the duality, but then there's other people that believe in singularity. So if you believe in a singular creator that can split itself into two parts, Right, because now what you now what people say is, if you have a singular, uh, a singularity, then that's order. But if you have dual, du um, if you have duality, then it's usually chaos because there's one one's light, one's dark, and they're always competing against each other. So I, I can see both sides of the argument. What I personally believe is, doesn't matter, but we always see stories of, of duality and uh, things of that nature. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, I got maybe about 15 minutes left. Anybody want to chime in, please chime in. The number is 678-603. Once again, <clears throat> this is the Morning Star Show. You can catch us on www.onthewakeofradio.com. We're also on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. Once again, a shout out to Round the Boards. And uh, Cindy Ashby as the uh, the producer extraordinaire. <clears throat> so I'm just going over these comments, y'all. This is this this comments are interesting, interesting to say the least. Uh, let's see what else has been going on in the news today. Just bear with me. I'm going through my notes, and it's a lot of notes, but um. To that gallery, gallery. Well, just when you think you have enough notes, it's never enough. Ever, ever, ever. Screenshots. Uh, let's see here. Um. Oh, yes, the Black Klansman trailer. Spike Lee, has anyone seen this crazy, whacked-out trailer for this new movie? Holy cow. Now, the timing of it is extremely suspect, especially given the racial climate um, from what we see on TV regarding the cops and white supremacy against people of melanated hue. Now, I've never subscribed to the whole white supremacy theme. What I, what I say it is, it's a... Um, they, they act out of self-preservation. It's not white supremacy because supreme beings 
do not worry about lesser beings. Okay? Um, humans do not worry about ants and spiders rising up to take over the planet. You know, human beings don't worry about cats and dogs rising up to take over the planet. Now, if you're coming from an inferior position, then yes, you very much so worry and you will do everything to stay on top, whatever it takes to stay on top. But let me get back to the, the trailer. So, the, it was a true story. You had a black cop literally call the KKK up over the phone to apply for a position. They concoct this huge sting operation. They send in a, Jew, a Jewish guy to infiltrate, to act as the black guy on the phone. This trailer is hilarious, but cringeworthy at the same time. It stars uh, Denzel Washington's son and uh, Adam Driver, uh, who plays uh, Kylo Ren from the Star Wars movies. Um, I, I like Spike's films, but I don't get this film. I don't know why. Well, I get why, but I don't see. I don't see the plus side for releasing a movie like this, especially at this time. Uh, uh, of, of division and crisis when it comes to race relations I don't see this movie making a lot of money that's for sure uh, this movie it looks very divisive there's some comedic moments in it in the trailer cringeworthy is, is the best way I could, I could say because there's one scene in the trailer where Denzel's son he's just he's got his wife he's got his wife voice on on the phone and he's like I hate them and I hate this and I hate that and the police force they're all white dudes and they turn to look at him like holy shit like and he sounds like a white dude on the phone it's hilarious but it's cringeworthy at the same time it's called the black Klansman. yes y'all it was a true story they actually busted a KKK ring that wanted to blow up a uh, government facility <laughs> and once again, the black cop literally made a phone call, called the Klan to apply for membership. And uh, they, 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 they fell for it, sending the Jew guy to be the black guy, right? And uh, they infiltrated the Klan's ring, uh, the Klansman uh, ring, and they, and they broke it up. So um, see, I didn't even know they had, I didn't even know they, they made a book about this. I didn't even know they made a book about this. So thank you to the comments about letting me know there was a book about this. Um, sad. I, 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 I just, um, I scratched my head. Like I said, normally I, I support Spike Lee, but this one, it's like, I won't even waste my time to go see this movie. I'll probably catch this on, a, on, a, on demand or something like that. So, um, yeah, go see the trailer. The Black Klansman. You have to see the trailer. I promise you'll be laughing and holding your face at the same time in just sheer horror. Like, especially at the scene when his son is on the phone with the Klansman. It's just like Clayton Bigsby. I swear, I swear. It's like Clayton Bigsby off of uh, the Chappelle show. When he was, when he was white power, white power. And, um, and the way the cops all looked at him like, it, it's it's cringeworthy. It's funny, but you have to see it. You have to see it. So um, <laughs> that was my uh, my final rant. Yeah, I, I, I it it sounded like a it sounded like a, a sketch, um, like a, a TV sketch that went way too long that they decided to turn it into a movie. It sounded like a Saturday Night Live sketch that they made into a movie. Um, like I said, I have no interest in seeing this movie. Um, you know what you decide to see is, is your business. Um, 
I, I, I can't. I can't with this one. Like I said, it's just too obvious. It's just too much, too much race baiting for my taste. You know, and like I said, I never subscribe to white supremacy. What I, I what I always say is, it's a form of self-preservation. And if anyone's ever read the Iceman Inheritance, that is probably the best book you can ever read to understand why a certain segment of people do what they do to the collective. That's the Iceman Inheritance. Uh, that's a must-read for anybody at this point, especially in this day and age. And uh, like I said, supreme beings don't do things like this. They don't. So. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much my final get down for, uh, for tonight. Uh, if anyone's going to want to call in within the last 10 minutes, the call in number is 678-603-4393. And I want to get in, uh, just want to thank everybody for chiming in. Yes, yes, um, yes. The, the hypocrisy of, of the, of the prince are of Meghan Markle, and then on top of that, people were like, oh, she's going to be a princess. No, she's a duchess. She will be a duchess of Sussex, right? And I believe that Prince Harry is like the fifth or sixth in line for the title, so he would never become, he would never become king. He, he would have to knock off his nieces, his nephews, his brother to get to the, <laughs> to get, to get the king. So um, she's not a princess, she's a duchess, right? So let's be clear about that. And then, yeah, just remember literally last week, we had like one week removed from all the, the hell that people were giving Donald Glover, including me. I was, I was, I was, I was talking crash <laughs> about Donald, Donald Glover, but um, it's just funny how so far removed, you know, the double standard between who can do what and who can't. Um, but hey, you know, this is the world we live in. And um it doesn't make a lot of sense to me at this point. So it is what it is. So, um, but yes, yeah, so like I said, I want to thank everybody for hanging in all everyone that called in uh, time Lord and, um, and Jackson. So I appreciate that. Uh, everybody in the chat room uh, on the, on the, on the, on during the stream to uh, that, that, that took time on day, time and energy out today to, to hang out with me and listen to me ramble and wax poetic about any and everything. So uh, let me see what we got. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. With that being said, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm not going to drag this out much longer for everybody. Um, the Queen, the Queen, the Queen. Um, she goes back as far as Winston Churchill. And if you knew how evil Winston Churchill was. And you just know that the queen is 10 times worse than, um, than he, you know, he gave, he gave her the pass, baby. He passed the torch to her, you know, um, now whether you believe she's of, the, of that particular bloodline with these special beings and whatever the case may be. Now they've said, now what they said is former employees at the palace have claimed to seen this woman in her real form. I can't put too much on that. Um, we don't know for sure, but uh, that has been the word. Um, over the last 20 years, people have said that they've seen her uh, her, her real self come out. Um, I guess the best way they, they could describe it is as, as the movie uh, or the TV show V, basically. Uh, <laughs> and for those that's old enough to remember V, remember V, uh, the, 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 reptilian, the reptile aliens that disguise as humans, 
and basically tried to take over the planet and you had Kevin Singer to, to stop him and I just remember the one scene that I will never forget in V's when she swallowed the gerbil whole like that scene is so etched in my brain and uh, I will never forget V just for that one scene alone so oh you heard that Kenny Rogers is the queen's lover to keep calling him wow well now now I now, yeah, people, they, they will keep cloning you. They, they will do that over and over. I mean, they'll sell your clones to, to, to different people, whoever has the money to, to purchase them. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. I never heard that. That's interesting. Kenny Rogers of all people? Interesting, interesting. Yeah, the queen looks, I mean, that, that woman looks like she, she should have been dead 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know? So... Gotta know when to hold them. Yes, gotta know when to walk away. Of course, classic, classic. Um, so yeah, like um, a lot of people that that should have been dead, like dead, dead. Like I said, if we if we believe that we can transfer consciousness, if you believe they can clone the body and and put the chip in the brain, then yeah, these people can essentially live forever. Like you know, the queen was born in what? Was she ninety? I I don't. I know she's old as hell at this point. The woman she should have been dead. So, um, although I I, I one, one last thing before I get off. So I gotta my man just my man hit me up right and uh, he gives me a lot of my intel and stuff. He's like, yo, they got ASAP Rocky. I said, what do you, what do you mean they got him? He said, yo, they got him. I was like, damn. So. He sent me uh, ASAP Rocky's new album called Testing. He sent me the album. He sent me the cover art. He sent me the video. This stuff hasn't even come out yet, right? Um, basically, ASAP Rocky has become a, the crash test dummy. So, um, yeah, ASAP Rocky is whatever you think he, he, he was is no longer. So, like I said, my man just hit me up literally about 48 hours ago and he said they got him. So, you know, all right, that's so much for ASAP Rocky. So all you ASAP Rocky fans, they got them, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, so, but yo, let me get up out of here. I once again appreciate everybody. And uh, once again, let me uh, go through the credits. I want to shout out, say shout out to Ron on the boards, um, the producer Cindy Ashby. You can find us on www.onthewakeofradio.com. Once again, we are on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. This has been the Morning Star Show featuring your host, Supersly75. Merchandise can be found on teespring.com forward slash Supersly. That is twspring.com forward slash Supersly75. And you can find me on YouTube under Supersly75. So, um, yeah, let me go ahead and wrap this up. I appreciate everybody that's rocking with me and uh, that continue to rock with me. So let me get up out of here and wrap this up. And you guys have a good night. And I will catch you guys later. Imperial Media Collective. Cindy Ashby Production. On the wake up.